0: just going to share a little bit about what the Lord's been saying to me and what I feel the Lord is saying to us all. Um, Andy, are you going to get the kids? Could you get the kids? Because Joshua wants to hear it. Let's see how long his patience lasts. Um, But Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Father. We are here to worship you. We are here to hear from you. No, we don't want just people's clever ideas or people's experiences, Lord. We want, we want your word, your spirit, Lord God, to, to really penetrate into our hearts and our whole lives. Because, Lord, we want to be totally undone for you. And, Lord, what we, um, how we lived last year or last week, we want it to go up a level. We want to go up that mountain. We want to get high, 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 Lord Jesus, as those words have been spoken this morning. I pray, Lord God, that our ears will be open to your voice. Lord, may our eyes be opened to your spiritual realm. Lord God, may our hearts be really stretched to um, to understand and our minds to understand what you are saying and our hearts to love you with a greater love. God, I just pray in Jesus' name, move amongst us, move amongst the children. May they hunger and thirst for you. May they see you in the spirit realm, Lord God, so that they can recognize good from evil. Lord I pray that we would all move in the spirit more that we would recognize the spirit of this world which is against the spirit of the kingdom of God which is light. I pray Lord God that our eyes and our ears be opened in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Welcome kids. Um I've got a few little stories and it's honestly I really um I really I haven't made big structural notes because when I do I then go I get myself really confused, and and then I go, oh my goodness, and I lose my place, and it's just ridiculous, so I'm just going to see, it might be five minutes, it might be ten minutes, and it, it might be two hours, no, it won't be, but um, Joshua is, um, this week, okay, I took Joshua and some friends out for a walk with Kumba, and whilst we were walking, um, all of a sudden, this evil, nasty, selfish wasp attached himself to friend number one brushed it off his leg and then the next thing it chased friend number two stung josephine went back to wesley crawled under his t-shirt poked him in the back then he went for Kumba, got him in the chest and I fl- and Cumber was like, you know, because he can't go like oh, with a hand, does he? He's got paws. So the poor thing, he had it on his chest, and he was going like this with his paws. And I was like, and Josephine knows, and I quickly flicked it off, and it had stung him. And the next thing, it starts going for Joshua. At which point, Jojo says, "Joshua, it's after you!" And he slow motion now goes like, <sighs> "I've never seen Joshua run so fast with so much determination on his face." And I just thought, you know, and, and it didn't get him. But this nasty wasp was determined to, to hit all of us if it could. I thought, no, that's not, that's, that's not normal. So anyway, I was thinking and pondering about that during the week. And then this morning, <laughs> i have not even told Andy or Joshua this. I took Kumba out for a walk this morning. And I went on a different route because he votes now. Kumba lets me know which roads, paths he likes and which ones he doesn't. So, um so he'll literally just lie down look at me with his eyes all friendly like i don't want to go that way i don't want to go that way and then when you stand up and go towards him to take him on a different path he goes yay and he jumps up on you and he wants to lick your face and everything so he's he's really learned to communicate And in his mind, he's obviously doing dog training, dog owner training. (laughs) And he's quite effective at it. (laughs) He lets me know when he's hungry, when he's thirsty, when he wants to go outside for a week. Yeah, he's got me well trained. So anyway, I took him on a different walk this morning and I went up. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Marie's just waving from the toilet door. (laughs) Sorry, you can't distract me like that. (laughs) Anyway, she's just standing there. <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet. Sorry, people, we are in a place of joy. Anyway, so I took—I'll speak up, Marie. Anyway, so I took kumba up for a different walk, and I went around the cemetery, beautiful cemetery overlooking the hills, where my sweet, loving father's body's buried, and his spirit is very much alive. And I walked past that, and then I went through the fields. And, um, and a long route where it goes past, it's a public footpath goes past a farmyard, and they've really fenced off areas to, to keep the public footpath open, which I thought was very nice. And it took me quite a long time to get t- to the edge. And the edge, Andy and Joshua, is on the edge of Onzeker Woods, okay? So it's from the back end, from the top end. And just as I got, I could see the path in sight. I could see some calves, some big calves. Black ones, and i thought oh that 's okay they 're behind the wall, and I start walking out, and then I think they 're coming towards me, and I think oh that 's okay there 's a wall between us and a gap in the wall <gasps> <laughs> so I start going a bit faster with Kumba, and then I think oh that 's all right they can 't get out now we 're gone we 're gone and then I see another gap in the wall, so at this point, I start going very fast, and, uh, and kumba 's oblivious to danger of cows and calves, but I have great respect for cattle. Anyone else? <laughs> I have great respect for large animals, full stop. So by this stage, my heart's going. And, um, and <laughs> I don't, I don't use the name of Jesus. I just go, I! <laughs> and they don't seem to care about that either. And it's just like instinct. You know? And I got to say, I mean, the first instinct was not to stay calm and just to like command the presence of the Lord. I was like, this has got to be quick. So as I started legging it, Kumba started legging it. And the calves, these big, they were big calves. They were chasing me. They were chasing me in Kumba. And I was so pleased to see the little swivel kissing gate. And I went through it, but Kumba didn't see it. I thought, oh my goodness, next thing we need to get him through it. And, and I looked back and I just thought, oh, I'm safe now. But I saw these different sized, um, I think they were probably young bullocks. And, um, and one of them was like sort of posed up on a bit of a higher path and he was looking at me like this. And it was, it was like he was actually that perfect sort of crufts, if you know what I mean by dog showing, posture. You know, where you're sort of like this. And I thought, my goodness, you know, I don't know what the intentions of their heart was. I don't know. But I didn't want to put it to the test. They, yeah, but it looked. Yeah, that's what they say. They say, don't they, if you're in a cattle of a field of cattle, then let your dogs off the lead because they can run and just get out. <laughs> well, I got out. So I was very, very hot and flustered by this point, Joshua. And I was very glad to get behind the fence. And I thought, what is the Lord saying? It was strange with the wasps during the week. And it was strange being chased by cattle. It doesn't happen every day. And on the one hand, I just felt, yes, I know the enemy's really, really trying to squash what's happening right now. He really does. He wants to distract us. He wants to just do anything he can just to take us off course. But also, it reminded me of, well, actually, we are called to run the race. And run the race is not just to be saved, Is that as well, but it's run the race to mature into the fully matured sons of God, which gets me onto this. And I mentioned it last week, that we totally, totally, utterly need to have our spiritual eyes opened we really need to pursue this with much more intensity than than we have so far and i'm i'm saying it to you from a pastoral perspective okay so if i were so if if you look at the good shepherd jesus is the good shepherd and he takes us along pastures, good pastures, green pastures. He takes us beside still waters. And he he really does restore our soul, doesn't he? He restores everything within us, our mind and our will and our emotions. He refreshes us. But he takes us to where the pastures are good. Now, we need to be aware that the Lord is taking us to pastures that are going to equip us for these times coming. Right now, we are seeing things happen in the world that... Even non-Christian people who don't have necessarily a prophetic bone in their body are saying, this is weird, what's going on? You know, there are things happening right now. There are beings that are appearing. There are spiritual things happening. There are physical things. The politics, I mean, look at what's been happening in America with Aretha Franklin's funeral, six-hour funeral. And um, lots of it was gospel-style stuff, great. But then the next day, we got McCain's funeral. And, you know, all the three former presidents of America pitching up. And they're all just plotting and, and accusing Trump. And it's just like, even just that in itself. Then I saw a video this week that was sent out through Jesus Ministries. You probably saw it too, through the WhatsApp Jesus Ministries. And if, it was, was, it an in, was he Indian, do you know? Oh, he was so sad, this Christian being being hit with a something that looks a bit like a cricket bat. And he was gaffer taped to a tree. He couldn't move away, he was kept, but he did have his hands free. And they were shouting him, talking at him, and this guy was really chilled out, just whacking him on his shoulder again and again. And um and the guy would try and defend because he was a Christian, because he loved Jesus, because he reads the Bible, because he sticks to what God loves. And, and this guy, you know, tried to defend himself and his, Andy could hear the finger snap. You know, and it's, it's something else to hear about it. And it's something else to see it. Because when you see it, it gets you on a different level, isn't it? And this is why we need to have our eyes opened in every respect in the spirit realm. Spirit, that sounds like spirit realm. <laughs> in the spirit realm, we need to see what God is saying. We need to see what the Lord's angels are doing. So Andy mentioned about witchcraft and witches. Yes, kids, witches do exist, but they don't wear black pointy hats. I know, you know. But you know what? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. So these people who are doing witchcraft and are scheming against us, God loves them. And God has a purpose and a destiny for them. And it's not for them to be involved in witchcraft. It's for them to be saved. There are many stories of, of witches who have come to Christ and have left behind all of that. So whenever, you know what, we, we certainly are not on a, um, like, who is it? Suspicion is not what we do here. We absolutely love and accept and want the best in everybody for everybody that God's got. And even if a witch walks in the door, we want them to be saved, don't we? So so in our hearts, it's got, you know, we can't be like, oh, who are you? <laughs> we love Jesus loved, you know, loved and he loves people and he loves those who are still sinning. He doesn't like what they do, but he loves them. So I'm just going to tell you a little story about um, somebody called Michael Van Flyman, who is um, been listening to his teaching the last couple of weeks. Really, really good. He ministers a lot with Bruce Allen, Dr. Bruce Allen. And he co-wrote uh, one of the training manuals that they do, which is all about really entering into the spirit realm, focusing on Jesus, and then having our eyes opened. So I've been listening to him. And he told a story about how he was one day in his room. And he was in his prayer chair, he calls it. And um, because that's what he found is this, is a place where he can really tune into God without being distracted by discomfort and stuff. But also he found the best time of day um, to really focus on the Lord and to really get in the presence was between midnight and 3 a.m. And uh, I think I mentioned it last week because he found that if he was like resting in the Lord during the day, some, you know, one child would come along and say, oh, dad, have you got any money? Or, (laughs) you know, all of a sudden you're out of it. You know, who can relate to that? You know, I've really wanted to spend some super quiet time with the Lord. And it just doesn't seem to work unless I get up really, really early. And then you need to keep your smartphones off. (laughs) Anyway, so he was he was in his prayer chair, just waiting on the Lord, and just you know having quiet time with God, and just getting in the spirit. And all of a sudden, he um, he sees a woman in his room, supernaturally. Okay, so she just appears and he thinks hang on a minute and he just knew in his spirit he just knew that she was a witch and then he and then he realized that like 8 feet away he could see a very tall strong angel you know a good a good angel from the lord and he thought that's you know strange why isn't the angel kicking her out and then um and then he he felt you know he's got a real sense which i totally get by the way I feel a bit, when it comes to my house and our house and the atmosphere in our home, I do feel a little bit like a lioness. I want to protect the atmosphere and I want it to be holy and set apart for God. I don't want stuff to come in that will defile it. I don't want stuff on the television that will, that could defile the home. You know, so all these sorts of things. And he was, he's very much like that. So he thought, hang on a minute, what are you doing in my house? So, um, so, the first thing that came to him was he said, "You know, if you've got any questions, you can ask them on Facebook like anybody else." <laughs> and uh, and then he said, "Angel of the Lord, would you please escort her out of the home?" And he did, and she left. And um, at this point, when he's telling the story in the in the conference, you know, everybody goes like, "Yay!" Yeah, you know, great, 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 clap, clap, clap. And then he said, "Well, wait, the story continues." So, in his prayer time the next day, the Lord said. I need you to apologize to her. I said, what? Yeah, that was just a little bit rude. You're not fighting things of the flesh. You're fighting things of the spirit. You have said many times, Michael, that you're you are you're very comfortable to be in the spirit. And you know she just thought, well, I've got some questions I want to ask him. So she did not think she was doing anything wrong. So please would you apologize. He found that a very tricky thing to do. But he did because he was obedient to God. And, uh, and he asked, you know, he put a message on Facebook and, um, and he said, look, I'm sorry to the lady who appeared in my room. That sounds dodgy, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, please do feel free to ask any questions. And, um, you know, and then he got a message back within five minutes saying, um, thank you for your apology, much appreciated. And, you know, what, how the story continues or continued, I don't know. But the point is... We need to have our eyes open to understand but we don't just want to see we need to understand God's heart in all of this because otherwise we're just going to go do lally commanding angels commanding this and that just like you know a kid coming out of a sweet shop high on sugar <laughs> you know we need to really get wisdom from God and we need but we need to pursue having our eyes opened so in the same way you know how we run the race with for the Lord you know as it says in Hebrews 12 as we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses you know we need to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles so like we were singing this morning about um um about every high thing must come down and every stronghold must be broken. It shall be broken. And it is easy for us to feel really powerful when we sing it in the spirit realm over Sheffield and the United Kingdom. And that's good. But it's not just there because we will not have authority in Sheffield and the United Kingdom if we don't get it sorted in this home first, in our home, in our own physical body, our mind, our own physical home. And this is where we're at. We are being consecrate. Well, we consecrate ourselves for God. I said to Joshua, Joshua, listen to this song, because I heard this lovely worship song. Lovely. It's kind of good, but I wasn't quite happy with it. And I said, Joshua, what do you think to the lyrics of this? So I played it last night, and um, and I didn't give him a clue which bits I had my concern about. Joshua, are you listening? And so I played it, and then I paused it, and then Joshua came out with it. Now, this is interesting because, because we've all got the Holy Spirit, right? Do the children have a miniature version of the Holy Spirit? Do they have the junior Holy Spirit? No. You've got the big dude himself. You've got the big, absolutely fully-fledged Holy Spirit as he is. So we can all hear and see. Joshua commented, um, no, because the words were, um, for your glory... Make me holy. And Joshua said, hmm, that's not right, is it? Do you want to say it, Joshua? No, you're fine with me saying it. So the point is, Joshua pointed out that God doesn't make us holy. We we need to make ourselves holy, which is right if you read the scripture. And I had it in front of me just a moment ago. I don't know if I can find it now. Um, look at look that. Oh, here we go. Uh, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. So we're told here that bitter roots defile us and that we are capable of missing the grace of God and that we are responsible for making ourselves holy. So Jesus said, be holy just as I am holy. So how do we make ourselves holy? Holy. This whole thing of consecrating ourselves, getting ready, getting things out of our lives that are causing us to be not separated from God. Okay, so I'm going to say that in a different way. So kids, if you are dedicated to God, it means that you are saying nothing else in my life is more important than you. I don't want to have anything happening in my life that is not good. I want to please you with everything that I do. I'm trying to really break it down here. Can you tell? So I want to live my life in a way that's going to really please you. So God, we know what God loves when we read the Bible. We know it. We know what God hates when we know what's an abomination to him. When we read the Bible, we know it. If we don't read the Bible, we probably don't know it. But the Holy Spirit can still teach us, but he teaches us very much through the Bible. yes. Everyone got a Bible? Who's read the Bible this week? Yay? <laughs> we need to be reading. We need to be eating our Bible every day and, um, and not be perturbed from it. Um, so we make ourselves holy. We make ourselves holy. We set ourselves apart. So we are sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. You know, if you look at the utensils in the tabernacle, they were set apart through for holiness. They were sprinkled with the blood and that they were anointed with oil. Now we've got this very special oil from his name is flowing oil. I feel it's also a sign for us to set ourselves apart. And this is what God's calling us into is a deeper consecration, a deeper holiness. And as we get as we rid ourselves of those things that are too important. Honestly, I've heard Derek Prince talk about this and I just think he's so right. You know, in the western world, I just think Food is a big God. I think our stomachs, and, and it talks about that in the Word. Burgers. Sorry? I love, burgers. I love burgers. You can enjoy your burgers. I found out that he enjoys home-baked uh, bread buns for his burgers. So, yep, so I was doing those for him. But it's good. You should enjoy food, but not let it be your stomach cannot be our God. And I do think that is a danger in this environment of consumerism, you know, you just nip to the shop, what do I fancy? You know, when I was a kid growing up, one of five, and, um, you know, there was no issue of oh, what would you like to eat tonight. You ate what you got and you were jolly grateful for it. And if you didn't like it, sorry, but that's tough. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, I'm just looking at ourselves, because things have changed so much. There's so much choice. And, you know, food is actually a blessing from God, full stop. And it's not meant to be our entertainment or is it? Food is there for us to fellowship around. You know, Jesus fellowshiped around food all the time. And, you know, early church, they would fellowship around food. But it's not the main thing, is it? You know, for us just to be together is great. For us just to be together and just to have our body sustained. And, you know, we have things coming ahead of us where we may not have any food in the supermarkets and we may not have any supplies, But we know that the Lord will provide for us, whether it's manna or whether it's burgers or whatever it is, you know. We've got to use what we've got. We use our foraging skills. We use our, you know, whatever we have. But we know that the Lord is the one who's going to supply for us. But back to we need to have our eyes open because when we can see in the spirit realm, even our children will know whether Fortnite is going to do them any good. Even our children will know which games are going to build them up. Because, you know, we are called, we are called to dedicate ourselves and my, you know, we can't put on our kids what we are not prepared to do ourselves. What I mean by that is we can't say, oh, I can't turn around and say, Joshua, I need you to really, um, you know, s- stop going on the computer games. And then I'm still on my smartphone. You know, I can't say, put God first, read your Bible, and then he doesn't see me do it. You know, even if I don't, he needs, he needs to see parents modeling it. And it's not just parents. You know, you might have kids that are grown up. Um, we are as a community, fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, you know, and kids. We are a community of this. So I want, you know, if, if Joshua went and spent the day with you, I hope that he would see Christ modeled in your home. In the same way, you know, the call is for me to come up higher and higher and higher. I saw, we saw a T-shirt, didn't we, on a guy yesterday, and um, it said, Everest Mountain Rescue. And that stuck in my mind, especially with you know the word that you gave, Ginny, and things that have been coming about high mountains. And I'm reminded of the angelic hosts that are there to help and to minister to us in this. We are not on our own. We are not on our own. And the Lord wants us to be aware of his spiritual, beautiful realm of the Spirit because otherwise we are just walking blind, and we need the power of God for the times that are coming. We need to be woken up um, out of, like, okay, listen to this. If you walk, this morning I took come for a walk, as you know, and I stopped at a path because I thought, oh, I can hear voices coming, and it was a narrow path, and I thought, if I walk through that path with a huge dog and there's another dog coming, there's no space to go to the side and what if they don't get on? There's that always concern. And um so I called Kumba back and we just waited. And as I listened, I thought, hang on a minute, that's non stop talking. That is non stop. And I thought, ah, it's the radio. So there's a guy who's got pigeons and chickens and he's obviously had his little radio there. So fine. I took Kumba, walked past and I just thought that's interesting. You know, when you have a radio it talks non stop. Yes. It's very rare. It's like a minute silence to honour, you know, like a memorial day. There's a there's silence, but otherwise, generally, it's talking, 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 sound, sound, sound. It's just coming at you all the time. And I thought, you know how people say they go through phases and they say, I haven't heard from the Lord, I just can't hear from the Lord. And i and I just only thought about that this morning. Well, That's because we haven't had our eyes opened fully because you don't always have to hear. You can also see. And actually, even if you can't, even if you haven't focused on, on, you know, you haven't seen angels appear in your room. I, I mean, let's start at the basics. It's seeing Jesus. It's focusing our eyes on Jesus. We had Mark Johnson come last year and this year, and he did two schools of the spirit with us two boot camps, and he did focus a lot on really engaging in the spirit realm, seeing the Lord Jesus. And again, last Sunday, he did a a shorty with us there as well. And this is what I want to implore you to, and myself, to spend time doing, even if it means getting up super early or, or you have to go for a wee in the night and then you think, well, actually, I could just take 20 minutes out You know what? Let's trust the Lord with our sleep. Let's trust God with our well-being. You know, my fear is always, oh, but if I stay up, I'm not going to You know, I'll be really grumpy tomorrow. Well, that's just an assumption based on, you know, human physical needs. What, What about the fact that Jesus Christ is within us, as Ian said earlier? We have it all inside. He is within us already. What about if we trust God that he will sustain us? Let's practice for the end times. Actually, we're already in the end times. So let's practice for the tribulation and for the outpouring of the different aspects on this world, the different seals that are being broken. There will be more hardships. Let's get it right now. And in the same way, um, you know, if we just focus on, on the Lord Jesus and ask him to show us more, one of the first things to do is to agree to yourself, I'm never going to tell myself that was just my imagination again. Because who's done that? You've seen a flash in the side of your eye, you've seen a movement, you look there and you think, oh, it must be just mind-playing tricks. Or you see the Lord Jesus in a vision or a dream and you say, oh, it's just imagination. You know, the moment we start watering down what we see, we've lost it because we're not valuing it. I've always said and Andy as well that you know you need to keep a dream journal a dream journal of the dreams that God's showing you and because it also shows you treasure them it also says to God you know what this is important to me and he will give you more and you know pursue understanding of your dreams we've always recommended John Paul Jackson's teaching on dream interpretations and when you have understanding of that and you've got the holy spirit within you and you have the word of God, and you know it, <laughs> and even if you don't know everything, you can refer back to it, and the Lord teaches us through it, and when we have our mind that is cleansed of all worldly defilement, we're on to a winner. We're on a winner. We are on a winner we can not go wrong. We cannot go wrong, and we will get so deep with God, it will just be mind-blowing. You know, and some of us are further, you know, we're all in different parts of the journey and there's no judgment in that. And there's, you know, let's just get on and, and enjoy the journey. But let's move. <laughs> we need to keep moving. You know, and Camilla brought a word this morning about, you know, everybody's responsible for themselves. Absolutely. We are each individual, individually responsible for our own walk with the Lord. And what we do here is we encourage one another and we stir one another up to love and good deeds. And, you know, the whole purpose of meeting together is crucial, you know, that we don't get isolated. People can be isolated and join a group because they don't share, because they are just keeping themselves in a place of inner judgment. They think, oh, if they knew they wouldn't, they wouldn't approve of me or whatever it is. You know, let's be open and honest with one another. This is the first step to revival. Is truly, it's walking in repentance, keeping a short account. Do we want to see revival on this city, on the streets? You know, and I've dreamt of, of walking down the street um, in, Sh- is it Shalemore? And um, this is years ago, Andy. And um, and I just I just dreamt of walking up to a bunch of people and just starting to heal them and limbs were growing and backs were straightened and all sorts and it was just I was ecstatic. I encourage us. We need to dream, even in your daydreaming. I dare you, daydream. That's a tongue twister. Daydream of walking with Jesus down the street and praying for the sick. Another story Michael Van Flyman had is is amazing. He was at a conference in Russia and um, I don't think he'd been there before and um, he was talking at conference and at the end, somebody came to him and said, I'm sure I know you. Have you ever met you before? Have you ever been to a such and such city name? I can't think of a Russian city name just as an example. Rason Ditch. No, no, that's... <laughs> anyway, and he said... Um, and he said... Well, yes, I have, actually. And then the man said, yeah, I've seen you walking down the street, and I've seen you praying for people and them getting healed. And what Michael didn't tell him was that he'd never been there in the physical. He'd been there in the spirit realm. He'd only been going there literally in the spirit realm. So, and his wife, Gordana as well has numerous experiences where the Lord takes her places to minister to people. She goes into prisons and she goes into, you know, orphanages. She goes to places where the Lord's heart is beating for these people. And she doesn't have these experiences. So she can say, I had this experience. She has these experiences and she doesn't boast about them. And um, She does it, you know, because the Lord cares. The Lord has a heart for these people. So I think, you know, in our modern day sort of living, we've become so celebrity-minded. We've become stage-minded. And everything's about if you have a ministry, that it must be in front of many and ideally photographed and filmed. And we've got to get back to actually, you know, Jesus's way of doing it. You know, that its it doesn't matter if people are there or not. We have an audience of one. We really do have an audience of one. So are we? do we want to make ourselves available for the Lord to take us? You know, who hasn't ever flown in an airplane before? Don't be shy. I know there are some here. There you go. So would you like to fly in an airplane? No. But are you prepared to go in the spirit to another nation where the Lord exactly and you're absolutely. So who, who wants to make themselves available for God's business, for the father's business to go places and it may not need any air tickets. Yay. <laughs> you know, and that we need to decide, do I want to be available for the Lord? Is this about the father's business or is this about me getting my own fix? Because it can't be about that. Okay, here's another. Have I got time? Another little story. He, um, so he, he. Michael Van Flyman has started to get very comfortable in the spirit realm. So he finds himself easily tuning in to the Lord and tuning into the spirit, and um, and he tells us his story because there's a lesson in it. And he gets in his prayer chair, and he's just goes in the spirit, and he sort of starts to enjoy. Things and sees things and then um, all of a sudden a huge warrior angel appears in his room a huge one thank you and um, and then he comes right up close to him eyeballs him says don't you ever go in the spirit for your amusement it will lead you into witchcraft and and he says that sorry I didn't scare you. And he says that story, you know, because how easy it is that we can get in the spirit and we can start to be about our own business, you know, and it's a fine, fine line. So we are, oh, I'm just excited. I'm excited because when we have our eyes opened, oh, just wait for it. Honestly, kids, when you see in the spirit realm, because you do already, but how much time do you give to do it? Okay, we need, to, we need to model that. We need to have an environment in our home that models that. You know, it's about setting up an altar in your home as well. You know, that it's you know, time for the Lord together as well as time for the Lord on your own. Having space, having an environment where this is becoming the norm I've got so many stories, but most of them at the moment, because I'm just bubbling over them, are his stories. I want to tell you my stories. But you know what? It's not going to happen until I've put the time in. I can tell you stories about God's amazing favor and grace, where he's given me snapshots and he's given me dreams. And, you know, we've seen, you know, lightning bolts come through the room and, you know, recently as well. But I can't tell you lots of stories about, you know, what happened yesterday you know, with the Lord's angel with me. However, the angels are with us. Do we believe the word? Are we content with things as they are? Let us not rejoice in a false summit. I, I got this last two weeks. You know, we can have false summits. We think we're nearly there and we think, yay! And we can just like sort of chill out. And then actually know, this is an ongoing journey to pursue the Lord, to run like when that wasp was chasing the kids or when those calves were chasing me and Kumba. Get out! Run! But instead of running away from things, we want to run towards, as Paul says in Hebrews 12, that we run that race, throwing off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And, you know, as I understand, Jenny, is this right? So it's um, Rosh Hashanah next weekend. Which is the the new year, the Jewish New Year? Yes, in a Jewish setting, it's very significant. So it's thought to be the beginning, literally celebrating the anniversary of the beginning of creation. And um, and is it also? Am I right that repentance is very much a thing for these? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So these are like the most sacred times in the Jewish calendar. And even though we, we are not Jewish, as it were, we are grafted in. So what is important to God has to be important to us. So, you know, this is it's really important that we don't just like think, oh, yeah, you know, that's them and this is us. Yes, Sarah. Sorry? It's a biblical calendar. Thank you. Because there's a difference in that, isn't it? So it's a biblical calendar. Yeah. So we are in a good time to press in with the Lord. We are in a good time. So what Jenny was saying is about it's the hundred blowings of the shofar. And um, it's in preparation for the most sacred holy day in the biblical calendar, namely Yom Kippur. And what we're seeing ahead of us next weekend, while we are in the Jonas Center, um, on that Saturday, 8th of September, there's um david hathaway and others are going to be interceding down at the westminster hall and um and i know that they're really praying for this nation and they're they are really praying also around brexit i understand and um i mean we need in this nation what we don't deserve (laughs) we need in this nation and god is so good and so merciful and you know where are the righteous you know Let us be some of those righteous ones. But we can't say we're holy until we pay the price of getting rid of some idols in our lives. And the moment we get rid of those idols in our lives, we can see clearly. Because it's the holy that will see God. You know, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So I just invite us all to really want to be available for the Lord to go in the spirit as he leads us and to remain in an attitude of, of fasting and prayer, you know, an intercession, because it's not about our own comfort. It's not about planning our next holiday, even though it's fun. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It's really we're ab- about the father's business. The times that we're living in is escalating. It's speeding up, isn't it, so much? So are we prepared, are you prepared to lay down some idols that maybe the Lord's showing you about? Nobody else might know about them. It may not even be what, what one could class as, you know, sin. It may be, it may not be. It's, it's regardless, as soon as we have an idol in our life, it is actually sin. As soon as our stomach is the one that governs what we do, that's an issue, You know, there are various different things that I know the Lord is calling us all into because don't tell me it's just me. (laughs) Don't tell me it's just me. (laughs) Thank you. God is calling us all into a deeper place of consecration. And as we know in Joshua 3 verse 5, God said to Joshua, Consecrate yourselves, for I'm about to do amazing things amongst you. If you look back in history, every time people are are being pulled into prayer, it's because God's about to do something. Are we feeling called into prayer? Are we sensing the call of the Holy Spirit? We do not want to say no. We cannot say no. We cannot say yes, not now, maybe tomorrow if I feel like it. This has to be an all-in, an all-out thing for the Lord. And the Lord has so much encouragement for us along the way as we get our eyes opened and as we set ourselves apart for him, first focusing on Jesus And then saying, Lord, show me what's in here. Show me. You know, who's got the book Gazing into Glory? Okay. Can I encourage you all just to go back into it? Because it is a pathway into seeing in the Spirit. And I know he's also done another book, which is a training manual. I've got a couple at home. But just revisit it. Revisit it and ask the Lord, you know, because the sooner we have our eyes open and the kids have their eyes open they will know as we shall good from evil when we pray for somebody we can see exactly what the cause is when we pray for somebody for healing we can speak exactly what we see because we will be living John 5:19 where Jesus said i can only do what i see the father doing you know so we need to see and it's not just a nice nice fluffy picture we want to have we want to see it don't we So let's just begin that journey with greater intensity. Let's press on with greater intensity. Do you want to say anything? Yeah. 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 So shall I pray or do you want to do that? Hmm? Okay. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that we are... Ah, you know what? If you want to, if you want to grow in this, please stand up and put your hands in the air. Like, reach out to the Lord Jesus. You know, and it's not good enough just to say in your heart, yes, I want that. You need to show it physically. As you show it physically, you are literally attracting the presence of the angelic host who will come and minister to you and give you grace. So if you want, if you want this, if you want to grow in the supernatural so that you can see in the spirit realm, see what the Father is doing, lift up your hands and Lord, we, here we are, God. We lift up our hands and we just want to surrender ourselves to you. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. Jesus, we love you. You are everything to us. Lord, we just want to commit ourselves deeper to you. We want to lay down any idols. We want to lay down our own preferences. We want to be sold out for you. We want to be willing, Lord God, to go to the cross, even as Jesus did. We want to pick up our cross and follow you. But we also need to be prepared, Lord, to be physically crucified for you. Lord, it's not okay just to think, oh, I hope I'd be all right. Lord, we need to be prepared in our mind, Lord, to die for you. We want to be prepared, Lord Jesus, because when we are prepared to die for you, then we can truly live for you. And so we surrender ourselves, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Expand us. May the eyes of our heart be enlightened, Lord, as it says in Ephesians 1 in 18. And Lord, as it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And Lord, this is this is the prayer we pray. I pray also that the eyes of our hearts here, Lord, here at Bushfire on Sunday, the 2nd of September, 2018, I pray that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which you've called us. And, Lord, that's not just the hope. that's We're talking about the destiny, the day-by-day plans and works that you've prepared for us since before time began, so that we may know the hope to which you have called us and the riches of our glorious inheritance in the saints and your in- incomparably great power for us who believe. Lord, we just pray, open our eyes, Lord. I pray, God, that when you call us in the small hours of the, uh, of, of the night, Lord, that we don't say no and turn over even if it starts with just a five-minute, ten-minute, whatever. I pray, God, that there would be obedience. Lord, may we be quick to obey. Lord, we need strength in our flesh, Lord. Our spirit is willing, but our, our flesh seems weak sometimes. And I pray, God, for an empowering amongst us, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, that we may want you and desire you with all of the fibers of our being. May we put you high and first. May there be no other gods no other gods in our lives. Oh, Lord Jesus, open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts and our minds, Lord, so that we may truly work with you, so that we can go where you go and stay where you stay. May we love what you love. May we hate what you hate. May it be to us an abomination. What is an abomination to you? But may we be full of love. May we speak the truth in love. And may we have love redefined in our own lives and our understanding that we know, not love as the world would say, but love as you teach, laying our lives down for one another. God, we don't ask for little things, we ask for your kingdom. And it is your great pleasure to give us the kingdom. So we dedicate ourselves to you, Lord Jesus, here today. We dedicate ourselves to you and we say, move amongst us, stir us up. I pray in Jesus' name that may we be about the Father's business. May we prepare ourselves for this biblical New Year, Rosh Hashanah, next weekend, as we fellowship in Jonah's Center. Would you move amongst us there as well, Lord? May it not just be about you know fun fellowship, that as well, but Lord, may we have a supernatural, spiritual, divine infusion, Lord God, amongst us. We pray for it, Lord. We pray for a divine infusion of your power and Holy Spirit amongst us. Because we need more of you. We need less of the world. We want the world out. We want you in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.